God bless. I want to welcome you, amen, into the studio today for another episode of Kingdom Concepts. You know, we have been enjoying this time mm-hmm. together in the studio, talking about one of our favorite subjects, and that is the house of God, amen? Because you can't talk about the house of God without talking about the God of the house. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm telling you, what a blessing to know that God sent his son, Jesus Christ, amen, to pay the price for our sins, That's every right. mistake, That's right. so that we could have this fellowship restored, this fellowship that, that Adam and Eve had with him in the Garden of Eden. You know, the Bible says that they walked with the Lord in the cool of the evening. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, to, to have Jesus pay the price he paid so that we can have this back is just nothing short Amen. of amazing. You know, something that happened while you and I were out of town this week was uh, I had a gentleman that heard my message on Easter, how I was talking about the, the whip that they that they uh, tortured Jesus with the cat of nine tails. And man, as we were reading that and thinking about that, man, I think I cried for like two hours. Yeah, did. Just thinking about the price that our Savior paid, you know, because it wasn't just he was whipped nine times. Well, he, well because of your message, he sent you. Yeah, he yeah. sent me props. This guy creates like genuine uh, props, re- uh, recreations of different things. And so he sent me two whips. You know, he sent me the, the cat of nine tails. Uh, it's actually two whips, one with the nine strands and another with three. And they're heavy weighted. They have bells on the end of them. And the way that they're designed is they're designed to where they're at different lengths and then they're also bound together with a piece of leather to where that they fan out so that each one gets to strike. And on the end of each one of these pieces of leather, there's a metal bell that has pieces of, of metal sticking through it. Uh, they used to put bone, glass. And so when they would drop this whip on people's backs, it literally would pull flesh out. So it wasn't just you know him being whipped uh, 39 times, because they said if you were whipped 40, you'd die. That's why they'd stop at 39. But each one of those strands had the ability to cause so much damage to where we did the math. He received with those 39 lashes, he received 351 minimum, 351 wounds on top mm. of that. And when I think about that, he did that so that we can have fellowship Mm-hmm. with the Father again, so that we can come into church and the veil's been torn in that's two, right. and we can come into the holies of holies. I'm like, that's why, another reason why I love the local mm-hmm. church, because he paid the price so we could be there. Yeah, and that's what, that's what we'll be talking about. These We've been talking about the last couple of episodes and the next few episodes about the importance of the local church and how important it is for us to get back to where we need to be. You know, um, as you were talking, I just, you know, for us, why is the local church so important? Well, number one, we're pastors. Mm-hmm. And number two, in the local churches where we got saved, we got healed, we got whole, we got our marriage restored. Yeah. But, you know, when do you, you know, we got both got saved in 1992, you a few months after me. Uh, when do you remember, do you remember your first recollection of when you felt like, you were called to pastor because I I can I can remember for me what it was when when do you remember that feeling uh, because everybody we all have different calls we all have yeah. different reasons why the Lord uh, what the Lord has for you to do you know you you have a call of God on your life and there's a spe- specific thing 
that God has for you. We are all to witness. We are all to lead people to Christ and we are all to share the love of God. But there is a gift. There's an endowment. There's a thing that God has for you to do. And I know for me, I know for me when it was when I knew I was called to pastor. I had already been uh, I had already been youth pastor. I was already helping, you know, just be uh, a, a assistant to you as you were being an associate pastor. But I that that moment when I knew I'm supposed to pastor a local body. When do you remember that was? For me, I remember exactly when it was. It was the night that I got baptized in the Holy mm, Ghost. I know. It was uh, December the sixth, nineteen ninety two, and I remember that night. Man, I seen Jesus. <laughs> Man, I got laid out on the floor, and I remember I seen Jesus from like the 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 waist up. It was so bright and so glorious, I couldn't see anything but light. But I remember he had his hands stretched out like mm -hmm. this to me, and I remember he embraced me and he told me, he said, uh, "I've called you to be an apostle." I didn't even know what that was. Mm -hmm. He said, "I've called you to Uganda." And then in my mind's eye, he's shown me all these creative miracles. He's shown me playing, praying for people that are blind and they're getting sight. He's shown me praying for people with like deformities. I remember there was a person he showed me that had fingers. The only thing they had was fingers. They didn't have no arm. And he showed me pulling an arm out. And, and he told me, he said, Josh, he said, we have work to do. And I knew I was called. I didn't know what it was. Remember we went home and <laughs> I'm looking up, you know, where's Uganda? Because he told me I was going to be working in Uganda the rest of my life. And and an apostle, and I knew then I'm called to do something. But it was 10 years of preparation mm -hmm. before we stepped into that. And to, to be an apostle means that you plant churches. Yeah. You're a pastor to local churches, yeah. you know. And you're a sent one. You're a sent one, you know. And for me, I think um, it was when, um, like I said, we were pastoring, we were youth pastor, but we were, I was filling a position, you mm -hmm. know. For me, it didn't feel like I was supposed to pastor and be a pastor until 2000. Well, actually, it was in 1999, but knowing, okay, we're supposed to pastor a, a pastor a body. We're supposed to lead a local church. Mm -hmm. I remember that. It was in 1999. But it wasn't until 2000 when God told me where. Yeah. It wasn't until he told something. me where I was supposed to pastor, that I was supposed to come to Visalia. That's when I felt like I knew. God called me to be a pastor, to mm -hmm. be, and I know that I know that I am, that I am a pastor mm -hmm. and that I'm to pastor a local church. I know that. So, you know, when he brought us to Visalia, you know, the, the importance of the local church for me may be different from somebody else mm -hmm. because I'm called to pastor it, but it should it shouldn't be less important to somebody else in the role that they do in the local body of mm -hmm. Christ. You know, I, I, I'm called to pastor, but somebody else may be called to usher or to um, greet or to be in the children's ministry or to be in the youth department. Mm -hmm. That's their call in the local church. And we get so much fulfillment and so much uh, just joy yeah, in do. walking in our call. We can't... Um, how many people have never fulfilled the call of God on their life because they didn't submit to a local body? Yeah. You know, we can't have that. Well, the Bible says many are called, but few are chosen. Mm -hmm. we're, we're all called to get born again, mm -hmm. and that's what it means. And God has chosen us, amen, to do something for mm -hmm. him. There's no unemployment in heaven, mm -hmm. you know, uh, in this kingdom, amen. We're all called to do something for the Lord. We're all called to make Jesus amen. famous. Amen. And I think that, for us, what when it you know when God calls you, 
into full-time ministry, mm -hmm. I think what people don't understand is that your life is forfeited. Yes. It's like it's not even your choice. God says you are going to quit what you're doing, whatever ambitions you had, whatever career you had, whatever things that you were doing, things that you could have worked to, to create success and what have you, God says you're going to lay all that down and you are going to shepherd my people. Amen. You're going to work for me full time. And I know for us, ministry has always been important because like you said, that's where God saved everything mm -hmm. about us, mm -hmm. our lives, our minds, our hearts, our love. I mean, everything good happened in the local church. And to serve him, I remember we were just happy cleaning the church. I mean, mm -hmm. driving a mm -hmm. bus, picking up people. I mean, what, a, what an honor to be able to to be able to do anything for God, knowing just what our lives were before him. And I know for me, you know, the revelation came, it, like when you said at that time, I understood very clearly my life is not my own mm -hmm. to where every day as a pastor is a day that we sacrifice ourselves mm -hmm. for the people. And and it's a it's a huge commitment, Amen. you know, when you're laying your life down every day for Amen. other people. And somebody else's commitment just because they're not called. Maybe they say, well, that's you, Pastor, because you're a pastor and you should lay yourself down because you're a pastor. No, it's not that. We each have a purpose and we mm -hmm. each have a, a reason to lay down what we wanted, to lay mm -hmm. down what we felt was important to say, okay, Lord, th that was my plan. That was what I wanted to do. But I'm saved now. I'm following you. I'm doing what you want me to do. What is it that you want me to do? Okay, Lord, you want me to do this? Now, what is my part in the local body? Because yeah. God may call you to be a doctor or a this or a lawyer. We need lawyers, you know, in the body. Yeah. You know, he, he may call you to do these different things. But what is your um, what is your call in the local body? We all need to figure that out. And, and we find such... Um, such joy in, in, in doing that. You know, yeah. I, I remember so many just wonderful memories of serving. You know, I served for 10 years in our children's ministry in those same 10 years we were the children's pastor. Youth I mean, pastors. the youth pastors, we did, I did children's ministry. You did everything. And, and it never felt like, it never felt like I was missing out. Yeah. Never felt like I was, um, you know, leaving something behind no it was what god called me yeah. to do and i did it gladly yeah. you know it wasn't a have to it was it's oh, always yeah. been a get to yeah you know and uh, i want you to turn to uh, this scripture just came to my heart romans chapter 12 verse 1 and 2 mm -hmm. and and as she's turning there i, I just want to say this you know just to add to what my wife was just saying is that every one of us we've been called to do something for the lord um, none of us are exempt. If you're not dead, you're not done. Amen. We're here to do a work for the Lord. And we are to be servants of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Amen. And you want to be a wise servant, not an unprofitable servant. Amen. And if you want to know the difference in the, in the difference in uh, how things are going to end for a, a profitable servant and an unprofitable servant, read Matthew 25. But the thing is this, is that every one of us are equal in the eyes of God, amen? We're all his children. He paid the price, the same price for all of us. We are all positionally equal. We are sons and daughters of God. We're positionally equal in the house of the Lord, but we're functionally different. Mm -hmm. Some of us have more responsibility than others. It doesn't mean that what one person is doing is more important than mm -hmm. the other because each one of us, we add to the whole and in and, and every one of us, what we do, it blesses the entire body mm -hmm. and we all mm -hmm. receive the same rewards. Mm -hmm. 
But I think that what people don't, they're not always cognizant of is that because of the position like you and I hold as pastors, if we don't go to church, people are going to know we're not there and they're going to feel the absence immediately of what we offer to the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. But I think what they don't always are that they're not always mindful of is that it's the same for the person that serves in children's ministry. Mm -hmm. It's the same for the person that's a greeter or an usher or in hospitality. It's like if you're not there to minister to those kids, it's no different than us not showing up. Your post is left empty and whoever was going to benefit from your ministry they are not receiving it. Mm. In the same way, we're gonna answer for what we do and what we don't do, they will answer for it as well. But I think a lot of times people set a double standard, like what you were saying for us as pastors versus someone not mm -hmm. being a pastor. Mm -hmm. And it can't, it can't be that way. You wanted me to read, I got yeah, the- Yeah, this the is Romans. the attitude I think that we need to have is what the Apostle Paul said here Romans. in Romans chapter 12, verses one and two, if you're following us. It says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what it what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. What is your reasonable service? I remember one of my friends, um, she was um, uh, not dating, but she uh, was talking to this guy and she kind of liked him and stuff. But she was like, she was telling him, well, what's your reasonable service? What are you doing for the house of God? You're not doing no reasonable service. Uh, you, you're not the one for me because I know that I'm going to be doing my reasonable service. And if you're not doing nothing, I don't want nothing to do. Yeah. Because, you know, if, if, if they're not doing something on their own for the house mm -hmm. of God, oh, honey, they're not going to do something because of you for the house of God. And if they do, it'll be for show. And once they have you, they're going to make sure they don't even do reasonable service at home. Because yeah. you, you, you can't expect somebody to do reasonable service. What God's called you to do in the house of God mm -hmm. And then doing at home, oh no, if they're not doing it in the house of God, they're not gonna be doing it at home. It's true, and you know, and this is what we've learned is that the safest place that you can be is in the will of God for your life. Amen. That's the safest place. Amen. It's being in the perfect Amen. will of the Lord. Because when you're doing that thing that God's called you to do, the Bible says that perfect love casts out all fear. Amen. There's no room for fear when you know you're doing what God's called you to do. Now, we've been in situations before mm -hmm. uh, where uh, you better know that God called you to do what you're doing. Oh, yeah. like, I remember the first time that the Lord sent me to Uganda, Africa. It was back in October of uh, 2000. It was September. And uh, September. I remember I came home in October. <laughs> and I remember that nine out of ten people had AIDS mm -hmm. when I went into Uganda. I mean, it was such a such a horrible uh, epidemic to where you had people that knew they had AIDS and when they had children that they had conceived and, and bore them having AIDS. I remember one day they found an infant inside of a ditch that was still alive, that was a newborn because the parent knew the child had AIDS and was gonna die already. So they just discarded them. And I remember that marked me. Um, but I knew when God had me there I wasn't afraid of, uh, of AIDS or anything because I'm like, I know God sent me here to pray for people and to, to lead them to Jesus and to bring healing. And I think that when we're mindful of that, that God's with us, mm -hmm. then you know what? You're going to see tremendous miracles. And I think the challenge in the day that we're living in is that 
you have so many people that COVID showed up and you have folks that have, uh, they, they seek buying uh, hand sanitizer more than they seek you know, pursuing God. Or toilet paper. You know, you know it's like, man. I had, I had a memory pop up in my thing, and I I forgot to write down, and it was from 2013, and you, you, it was a memory that popped up in my Facebook, and it said something about that people are, uh, people are more, people don't believe God because they're more scared of what they see than what God has said. Something mm. like that. They have more faith in their fear than and then what, what God and, said. And then what God said, and that's true. And mm -hmm. we can't be that. We we have so much to offer and, and so so many good things. And I, I wanted to share, I've been sharing the last few episodes, some of the things that the men of God have been saying about the local body of Christ and uh, just the local church. And that's what we're talking about mm -hmm. is making sure that it's important to yeah. be in the body of Christ. Prophet, and, prophetic words for 2021. Yeah, for 2020. And we need to stand on them. You know, yeah. the one I read earlier was, um, you know, making sure that we obey so that we can... Did you have something else you wanted? No, no, just no, I wanted them to know it's prophetic words. It's a prophetic word. This is Mark by Clay, and this is... This is one of the, his I predict for 2021. And I'm just going to read a couple of them. This is what it says. Christians will more and more feel the time of the Lord's coming for the church. That's us. As sinners feel the end of the world is coming upon them. Mm. If sinners are going to feel the world coming upon them, mm. how much more? Mm. I've had sinners. I've had people. We were um, at a nail spa the other day. And we're talking. And the guy that's doing one of the ladies' nails he all of a sudden, I don't know, I guess he, I, I really feel like he felt the spirit that walked in because he was so emboldened of talking about the end times and he wasn't even saved. Mm. He was talking about, doesn't the Bible say you you people go to church? Doesn't the Bible say these things are coming? I'm like, Come yep, on. yes, it does. Doesn't it say those kinds of things? I, I don't know God, but I know the Bible saying stuff. And even a sinner Recognize this is season. recognizing this. A sinner is mm. recognizing this. I've heard it so many times where, hey, is this, this the mark of the beast? You know, I, we, you know, should, should we get that vaccine? Is it the mark of the beast? You know, like, <laughs> no, no, that's not the mark of the beast. It's just conditioning for the mark of the beast, <laughs> but it's not the mark of the beast, you know. And the other one, he says, there will be a wealth transfer this year and next, and uh, this year and next. That's 2022. God's house is designated by God to prosper. Mm -hmm. That's the local church. Come on. The Lord has not abandoned the true church. Mm -hmm. We are the true church. Come from? on. He will show up big this year. Amen. I believe that. Another thing he said is there will be a strong move for church displacement as socialism and the Marxists move into local churches and try to take over. Mm -hmm. So right here he's saying these are the things that are going to happen. Mm -hmm. But it's the year of the local church, so watch out for these things. Yeah. If you're going to a church that's trying to allow these things, you mm. need to you need to watch it. Because you yeah. one thing that you said last year is you said at the beginning of the year, I think you said this in March, and you said that this year is going to show people the the three things. And go ahead and, and say them. Go God ahead. said that he was gonna that last year he was gonna reveal the quality of people's mm. relationship with him, the quality of yep. their belief system and the quality of the churches that they're attending. That's right. And, and, and let me tell you something. There's churches that are swayed. There's mm. churches that are no more from yeah. because of last year. Yeah. Because of last year. And then there's churches that have stayed strong. And there is so much. Uh, you know, just really quick, babe, can we just really just share really fast some of the things that happen in the local church? Well, you know, the Lord had asked me a question. Uh, we, were, we were at a Holy Ghost conference uh, this last weekend. And the Lord was just speaking to my heart, and, and, and he told me, he said, you know, because uh, I was just praying about, about where we're at, and, and, 
and just about, you know, God's people returning to his house because I, I was talking to a pastor friend of mine and he told me, he said, he said, uh, 40%, he said, of my church has returned. He said, I still, he said, only 40% have returned back to church, even with everything open. And, uh, and I was thinking about that and I told him, I said, we, we have a chunk of our church that hasn't returned, but man, uh, God's brought a whole new half to the church that I've never met before. We, I don't even know half of our church right now because we've got so many new people, new families, a lot of new salvations, a lot of new salvations. But I'm like, Lord, there's a lot of great people that are a part of this house that I haven't seen in over a year. And I understand that there's not a one size fits all with no, everybody. No, we understand that. That, you know, some people have uh, situations that will not allow them to be uh, at church physically in a gathering. I totally understand that. The, the issue that God has a problem with is when it's fear based, because fear has no place in the life of a believer. And what the Lord told me was, He said, Son, He said, I want you to tell my sons and daughters, it is time for them to return to my house. Amen. He said, they Amen. Have for, he said, many have forgotten that I'm the God of the house. It's not them abstaining from the house of God. It's them staying away from the God of the house. He said, tell them I need them to come home because there is a work. If it's the year of the local church, let me tell you something. God's doing something in his church and you are a part of that. Amen. And you need to come back home. But what the Lord was reminding me of is this. He said, ask people these two questions. What have you experienced in my house? What did you receive there? What did you find there? That's true. He says, well, he, basically it was a, you know, <laughs> there was an or or an and. Uh, but he said, you know, what have you experienced in my house? What have you received there? What did you, what did you find there? And I just started thinking about it. He started saying these things to me. He about said, other people too, yeah. 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 He, says, he, said, ask, he said, tell the people to ask themselves this. So what are the things uh, that you found? These are some I, of the I things. Spanish. I know you, I don't know if the camera can... Um, zoom in on this but this list right here is just him just sitting down and just boom 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 just writing things down and i i'm sure that you can add a bunch more a you know more you there's a lot list. more but it's 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 amazing how if you just use you don't have to put the keep the middle up but uh, it's amazing how you could when you think about the goodness of god if you're goodness minded things will just begin to come oh, to you and become to just, just the goodness minded though but people right now, not my people in Jesus' name, and not you that are watching this, but right now people are lack-minded because of mm. what they feel they've lost. Yeah. And we cannot feel that we've lost. We need to we need to see what the enemy tried to do. Yeah. We need I, I'm not I know that there's people that have lost lost loved ones, mm -hmm. lost people that they truly care about, but what have we gained? Let's concentrate on what we've yeah. gained and what God has. But just really quick, because we're going to finish right now, but yeah. we're going to start off with this in the next episode. But these are just a few things that that what we have experienced and seen, forgiveness. Ask yourself, have, Ask you, yourself, have you found this in the house of God? Forgiveness, salvation, deliverance, victory, peace, wisdom, joy, grace, purpose. I know I found my purpose. Mm -hmm. I found exactly what God called me mm -hmm. to do. My destiny, you know, to to pass, be pastoring this church, mm -hmm. to be the just to be what God's asked me to do. My calling, you know, opportunity, prosperity, you know, your pastors, local pastors, you know, you you found who God wants you to be around. Your mentors, spiritual parents, spiritual growth and development, brotherhood, sisterhood, motherhood. Mm -hmm. You like to say that covenant friendships. Oh, yeah. oh, that's that's so 
I made me, I found so many covenant friendships. Correction, that's mm -hmm. instruction. Mm -hmm. You know, rebuke. I got rebuked before. Yes, I have. Mm -hmm. I don't like it. It doesn't feel good. But we've had it. But so many more. And we'll talk more about it in the next episode, one more, yeah. because we only have a few seconds left. But say something really fast. Now, think about this. I mean, what have you found? Have you had loved ones that have gotten saved in the house of God? Have you received healing in the house of God? How about you found your spouse mm. in the house of God or maybe your future spouse been restored in the house of God? Had God deliver you, uh, save you from fear? What have you received in his house? The list goes on and on, all the things that we have found in the house of God. you know. And the question God said to ask people at the end, he said, is ask them, what have they received not going to my house? Mm -hmm. He said, what's the thing that has kept them? What is it that they're receiving that is worth more than this? Mm. And so it's important for us to understand God Amen. wants us in his house. It's so important, amen, that we return to the house of God because people are watching you and they're watching to see what you do. Mm -hmm. And I'll be honest with you that if if you can go to work but can't go to church, something's wrong. Because the only difference between you gathering at work around people and gathering at church is you're getting paid to go to one. And I pray to God that's not your testimony because I pray to God that if you were getting paid to go to church, would you go to church? Because if your job wasn't paying, you would just still be going to your job. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. And so I, I, I think that it's so vital for us to understand how important the house of God is. Amen. So important for us to return to that house because everything you need is going to be found there. Amen. Well, I look forward to being with you guys again. Amen. We're going to be getting in deeper into this in our next two episodes. Thank you for being with me, Neliana, today for Kingdom Concepts.